back to the Mind Muscle Podcast. On today's episode, episode number 11, I'm delighted to be joined by Steph Murphy. Steph Murphy is a qualified nutritionist and soon to be a qualified personal trainer. In this episode, she joins me today to discuss her own fitness journey that she shares over on her social media page at Steph Murphy Journey on Instagram. In this episode, we discussed how to better your relationship with your food, how to better your relationship with the scales, how to reset on off days and how to have belief to smash your fitness goals in your own life. So if you're somebody that's starting off your fitness journey, looking to start your journey in the middle of your journey or after falling off your journey, you can definitely get some value from this episode. So Steph, thank you so much for joining me today and welcome to the podcast. No problem. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. My pleasure. So who is Steph Murphy and, uh, and where did the, the whole fitness journey begin? Um, okay. So like fitness was never kind of always my thing. Um, for years, I suppose I struggled with like the littlest thing because when I was younger, so when I was 13, I broke my hip. I just had a really bad fall at an accident. Um, and from there I was very limited to what I could do. So all through my teens and through my twenties, it was never something that I like could do because it was, I was always in pain and stuff like that. And, um, when I started my weight loss journey, I lost weight. So I lost like six stone and throughout kind of, as I lost, it got a little bit easier to do a little bit more. So in the lead up to my wedding, I kind of wanted to be in the best shape I could be. I've after hadn't two kids um and I didn't want to be where I was so like when I first started I was like over 17 stone um and like I said the daily tasks getting up off the floor um, running after the kids was a struggle so it was just something that I had decided to change and I had tried everything like I had tried Weight Watchers I tried Unislim I tried the shakes I tried literally you name it and I had been there um I think the youngest I was like going to a meeting was like 13 um that like my mom just brought me because she knew I was struggling but I just wasn't ready so obviously after I had my kids and I was getting ready to get married and I was just kind of ready and I was in the mindset that like this isn't what I want anymore so I started and I was like four and a half stone down before I started doing anything um and then I got a personal trainer and from there like my love for fitness just grew because even though I was limited to what I could do, having yeah. someone that's qualified and knowing what they can kind of change things up and give different variations, it just showed me that all those years ago, I was just using it as an excuse and I could have done it, yeah. but I didn't. Um, so I got married and um, kind of just started getting into running and started getting into kind of walking. And um, after my wedding I had my hip operation so I got a hip replacement in August 2018 so I was in kind of the best physical shape I had ever been in the lead up to that um and then obviously after getting that done there was recovery so I had stopped for a while um and then COVID happened so when yeah. COVID happened we were stuck indoors we weren't like working we had the kids we himself was off so I just started getting back into it um and I started off with running and then I found Sarah on Instagram and I started doing her challenges August Sarah Catterson yeah Yeah. um so I started doing her eight-week challenges a year ago actually this month and from there it's just 
history. Like I had done my nutrition course during the summer um, because obviously I wanted to make use of my time being at home. And I had found that there was a lot I didn't know. There was a lot I thought I knew from losing all the weight. Um, but there was also things that I had developed that were stopping me in a sense of progressing any further. So I didn't have a great relationship with food. I was afraid to eat certain foods. Um, and because I was like constantly focused solely on the scales, um, it was like determining how my mood was for the week. Um, and through the help of Sarah, the nutrition course, um, and then starting my PT course, um, I've just learned that there's so much more to do. Do you know that way? And to measure and not just focus on the scales and how limiting I suppose having that mindset can be yeah and then I, I, in, in a way like obviously as you said as you got more uh, as you got fitter over time yeah and um, you can do different things you know you can yes. do different workouts and try different uh, things just going back to obviously um the hip um incident like uh at 13 like that must have been extremely challenging because that's when you know you're you're are probably your most active or you're doing some sort of sport or hobby and you know that's yeah. a i suppose at that stage going from that you know when you would have been probably active at you know at that particular age or playing some sort of sports or something and then mm-hmm. you know that happening is a massive hinder in in that journey as well um, yeah. and when you started off your uh started off you know and said i want to do something about this um, you mentioned there that you were brought by your mom to see somebody and i think that's a really really valid point you mentioned about you know you weren't ready um it has to be you that that wants it oh 100 percent. it doesn't matter how uh how many people poke you and how many people say you know you need to get help and this goes for anything this goes yeah. for anything in life um oh you should do this or yeah i think you should go see this person or whatever it might be it has to be you that wants it at the end of the day because what will happen is you'll do it keep someone happy and then you'll fall off and yeah it's not sustainable yeah, it's not stable. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, when you started off on the journey of, of the weight loss, you said you're 17 stone. Um, yeah. Like, that's phenomenal to see, you know, where you've came. It really is. So congrats yeah. on that. Thank um, you. Congrats on getting married as well <laughs> um, in, in the mix of it all. Um, when, was there a certain weight that you wanted to get to? Because you mentioned about the scale. So I presume when you are at a certain weight, you probably are just focused on a number more than anything else and was there was there a certain number that you wanted to get to when you started off yeah so like when I started obviously when I was so big I thought there was only so much I could do because I had failed so many times in the past I I think I originally set my target for like 12 and a half stone um and I never thought that was possible like I remember going wedding dress shopping and the girl in the shop was just like like oh yeah I see loads of people who come in and get wedding dresses because the dress I got actually fitted me um the day I tried it on and I was telling her I was trying to lose weight and stuff and she said that you could drop like four sizes they could take it in so you should be fine and I remember going back into June and I had to reorder a whole new dress because I had been so successful um and I just kept on I suppose when I reached my original 12 and a half stone I was just like no but I want more um, and I kept on wanting more. I was never happy because I kept on striving for that number that I thought would make me happy. Um, and I know, and I see it like so many people are just like, I want to be 10 stone. I want to be nine stone and like striving for just a particular number. It's, it's not beneficial if you're doing it for the wrong reasons, because 
a number on the scales isn't going to make you happy. And that took me so much time to realize because with it being such a massive focus in my journey for so long, I thought when I get to that number, I'll be happy in myself. I'll be happy with what I'm looking at in the mirror. And it's actually not the case. Um, like I'm heavier now than I was at my very lightest. Um, but I'm in better, I'm in a better position in terms of my body composition and stuff because obviously like I've grown muscle and everything like that. So it's it's kind of breaking that shift in your mindset that that perfect number. Like I always thought I wanted to be 10 and a half stone. And like I I don't know if I ever will be, but I don't care if I'm not either. Do you know that way? Yeah. Um, so I just think it's it's changing that mindset that a particular number is going to make you happy because it's not. Yeah, no, I think and I think that's for anybody that's listening and that is, uh, you know, going on a similar journey or wants to start a similar journey. I think that's so valid because um, a number, it, it's kind of goes the same with, with money. You know, you're never going to be, yeah. if you want money, you're driven by money, money, money. There's never you're going to be gonna a that more. you're going to be satisfied with. So when it, when it comes to, you, to your weight and you're looking at the scales and you're tormenting yourself. And like you said, at your lightest, you're heavier now on the scales. This is going to torment anybody that doesn't know um, much about the industry. Yeah. All the folks on the number. And, and if you think about it, just in, in, in general context as well, nobody's going to, like if you're out with your friends or if you're in public with people and nobody's going to turn around to you and say, oh, what do you weigh? It, yeah. They're going to see that, they're going to see that, you know, happiness as time goes on in yourself and you like you mentioned i'm sure throughout your journey you got happier as time went on and yeah. with the, the number of the scales didn't uh no didn't and this and this is what i always say to people that like a lot of people when you strive for a number on the scales like you have to remember no one's going to know that by yourself or if yeah. you choose to tell people so like when you're going into a shop and you're looking for a dress for that occasion or something like that you're not going to be like i'm 12 stone can i have a dress that will fit me you're like that's not the way it goes like the number on scales is kind of irrelevant in terms of how other people are going to perceive you because it's nine times out of ten it's your issue and it's no one else's because people don't know like people don't know what you weigh people don't know what I weigh but like I have no problem like the skate because I don't have a relationship with scales anymore like what I weigh telling people it doesn't bother me but for so many people like I remember being at my heaviest and being mortified that god forbid like if someone's seen actually what i weigh what would they think of me do you know what i mean and it's just it can be so damaging um but it's building a proper relationship and realizing that being happy in who you are is what's more important than a number on scales because people like you said people will see that you're happy in yourself more so than the number on scales yeah yeah no i think it's 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 vital you know, it's obviously something that you've benefited from, shifting that mindset. Um, but also as well, what I like about your journey and seeing what you have on your Instagram is the food you're eating isn't like, like it's nice food. Like, <laughs> um, Yeah, it's not like broccoli, carrots and chicken. Like. <laughs> do, you yeah, mind, no. do you mind talking about the, the, the relationship you have um, with food now compared to what you would have or, or how... To factor in food that you actually like to eat rather than just eating it for the sake of it yeah so obviously like um when I first started I was very much focused on does this fit in and how can I have it 
um but kind of just changing your mindset in terms of you can have the majority of things you like but it's changing the quantities you have and changing how you cook it so instead of going for the likes of oils and stuff like that you can really create the exact same thing by using the likes of the fry lights and using the likes of spray oils instead of using like the olive oils and everything like that and it's making little changes um i i've always loved my food like you don't get 17 stone without like food <laughs> let's be real um but i do and it's something that i've always kind of enjoyed but i enjoyed it in a way that was wasn't healthy so i was very much so a secret eater i was very much so when the kids went to bed i was just like that's my time that i can kind of reward myself with food um and it was just a health uh, unhealthy relationship that i had developed so by making the changes that I made, so how I shopped, so going for the like the likes of the lean cuts of me, um, removing visible fats, um, and just keeping it basic, but adding in stuff that you still enjoy, um, it, it really helped me. The fact that it didn't make it didn't feel as if I was on a diet, um, and it, it wasn't like oh my god, I can never have this again, or. That was only after I had kind of started working with the nutrition side of it and realizing that there's so many different benefits to every type of food yeah. um, and realizing that you don't have to cut out anything. Um, because if you do, you're going to end up eventually binging on it and you're going to end up eventually going overboard. Um, so when I realized that it's changing my quantities and changing my relationship with certain foods, um, and realizing that if you have a meal out or if you have a takeaway, that it's not the end of the world. It's it's literally one meal out of the week and there's minimum 21 meals in a week. So yeah. it's, it's shifting that mindset that one bad thing, like I don't like the word bad and good food because I don't believe that there is such a thing. Um, every type of food has something in it that will either like, cut your cravings or it will add to your nutritional side of it so it is very much so just finding the proper balance um and by working on it that's what really helped me it was it wasn't a thing that happened overnight um but I like adding in flavor so I love spicy food so I try and make all my food like nice and flavorsome um and also quick and easy foods like I have two kids um I don't have time to be like marinating stuff and anything like that like it's just it's not me and I suppose so many people fall into that trap that they feel they have to do this in order to lose weight when like if you're a plain eater eat plain do you know what I mean like eat to your taste because if you're eating foods you enjoy it's going to be more sustainable long term and, and I suppose it's that comparison theory that like some of my food on Instagram, like it doesn't look great, but <laughs> it hits the spot and it exactly. makes me full um, and realizing that it doesn't have to be Michelin star quality to, to make you lose weight or it doesn't have to be Michelin star quality to taste good. Um, it's just doing what's best for you. And I suppose it's like you do you and not worry about what other people are doing. Yeah, hundred percent. Like you, like you said, you're you're a mother with, with kids, so you don't yeah. you're, you're not Ramsey over a hall on a Tuesday night. Like no, definitely not. You're you're whatever. But like you said, even if it does look pleasant, it's 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 factoring in your goals at the end of the day. And I think um, I think a big factor is that obviously that relationship you have with food. Um, like like you mentioned, the amount of meals you have in in a week. You know, if you don't have if you're 
told that you shouldn't be eating this or shouldn't be eating that and told, you know, when you've been so used to eating this kind of food in, in, in a certain way and someone, like you said, that loves your food, been told you can eat things, like, it's not, like you said, it's not sustainable um, mm-hmm. to do it long term and there's so many other alternatives now as well and like you said, the, the fry lights and stuff like that and that's just only touching the surface of things that you can do and you know, making yeah. things that are enjoyable and, and understanding that it's fitting in with your uh, your your weekly goals or whatever it might be. Um, in regards to just out of curiosity, I, I'm more curious about this than anything. Since like with your kids and obviously with the journey that you've been on with food, like has that came into your life then with your with your kids then? Like, do you, are you really cautious about what your kids eat now because of what the journey you've no. been on? No, like I'm not, I'm not someone that is just like, you can't have this or like, I, I'm very much so like, obviously, because I was such a young age when I like was overweight, if you like, um, I don't want them to have the unhealthy relationship with food that I have. So like, they still have treats, they still have sweets, like, but they also know that like food is good in a sense that it's it's nice and I try and get them to try different things. Now don't get me wrong, they're six and four and a half, so they don't eat loads. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but they do eat like good food for them. But I'm not so strict on them that I'm very aware that I don't want to give them a bad relationship with food because they yeah. are so young. Um, but I do want to help them understand about food and realize that there is food that is okay in small amounts but you still have to eat your good food so you still have to eat your dinner and you still have to eat like my little fella my four and a half year old he loves broccoli absolutely loves it um and it's like it's it's his favorite food he started junior infants and the teacher was just like his favorite food is broccoli and I was just like yeah but he still loves jellies and he still loves crisps and like I'm not I don't want to give them a complex around food that I had and I don't want to make them afraid that they can't have certain food because I know what it leads to. I know that if I turn around and say, you can't have this at home, as they get older, they're going to want to, they will find ways of having it and they're going to do it behind my back. Whereas I would like to teach them um, about food and and realizing it's something that I think every child should be taught in school um, about nutrition and about um, the healthy lifestyle and healthy eating and everything like that but not take it to a degree that you're putting them on a strict kind of regime because they are still kids like they still need to enjoy themselves like I remember Sarah used to always say um a quote like in the challenges and stuff like that and it's just like you're not a child at a birthday party like it's, <laughs> it's finding that balance and it is true like if you go to a birthday party and you see a child that never is allowed sweets they're going to be constantly at the sweet table because it's something yes, that yes. they don't know that they can have little, a little amount of it and not be afraid that like that's a bad food and I can't have this. Do you know what I mean? It's it's finding that overall balance um, and realizing that they are still small, Do you know, like they still are learning and they still can have stuff like my problems aren't their problems. And I suppose I see it. So many people put what they've experienced onto their kids because they're afraid that they don't want them to go down the same route yeah. um but i think there's a better way of doing it like instead of being like this is bad this is bad just be like you can have this but you maybe not can have a full pack of biscuits or like finding that balance that one is enough do you know what i mean 
Yeah, absolutely. And as they get older, they're going to make their own choices anyway. So if you're restricting them and yeah, yeah. to certain healthy, healthy, healthy foods, as, as, as I say, and not letting them have their treats, they're going to have their treats when you're not around. So <laughs> Yeah, and it's something I did. Like yeah. my mom and dad, like they, they didn't have cupboards of sweets or anything like that. Like, you know, they they were fine. But it was me because I built that unhealthy relationship. I done the damage. Yeah, you know, and 100%. No, completely, completely makes sense. Um, when, if you're looking at, you know, you're looking back, back when you're 17 stone, when you, you know, you wanted to get, get on this fitness journey um, and you've been, well, when I say successful, I mean, uh, I'll be more successful in the, in the happiness side of yourself and the, the love that you have for yourself now and how comfortable you feel in yourself more than, like you said, the number on the scales because realist, realistically, and I'm a true believer in this, it doesn't matter what you weigh, what you look like, it's it's all internal. Um, yeah. And that's really, really important, I think, for people to, and I think you vouch for that, like in, in terms of, it's not about the number on the scale, it's how you feel. It's how you feel inside yourself yeah. and, you know, how you feel in your, own, in your own skin. And I think everybody in the world deserves to feel that way about themselves. Um, you know, what kind of advice, you've obviously mentioned that you've tried a lot of different things, um, different diets, different plans, Weight Watchers, there's, there's so many different skinny teas, fat teas. I don't know what. The, there's so many out there. What kind of advice would you give to somebody that is kind of just doesn't know where to start, but wants to kind of? I would say, like everything works for everybody if you put the effort in. So I I don't believe that there's a one plan that fits all because. Like I lost six stone with Slim World, and do you know what I mean? Like I would never bash Slim World in a sense that it doesn't work. It does, but it's it's very much so. You have to work with the plan, and there's no point saying that it doesn't work for me. It's you're not doing the plan 100. Same with calorie counting. Same with like Weight Watchers Uni Slim. The only thing I don't agree with is the likes of like the quick fixes because there is no such thing as a quick fix. Um. And, and the majority of the plans out there now are based around calorie deficit anyway. Yeah. Um, some is just where you don't have to count everything and it, it works for some people. And it's very much so whatever you decide to go with, make sure that you're putting the effort in 100%. Um, and being honest with yourself, that was a really big thing that I struggled with for so long that I was like saying I was a hundred percent when I wasn't um I was I was very much so fooling myself so if you are doing something whether that's a fitness journey whether that's joining a group whether that's counting calories whatever you decide to do it's it's make sure that you're putting in a hundred percent and you're actually giving it your all because whatever you decide to do will work for you as long as you do it do you know that way and um I suppose not do the same mistakes I've made like yeah. <laughs> thinking that you can get away with it because you will get away with it for so long but then it will catch you and then that's when you start doubting that it's working for you oh I need to jump onto the next thing because that has stopped working for me now I need to do this because that's what's going to work for me um, and realizing that the main issue was probably yourself um, and I know that's so hard to hear and it was so hard for yeah. me to realize but it is you that you're, the only thing you can control is what you put in your mouth. Um, and it's so true. Like everything else is out of our control in terms of our circumstances, our environment. Um, but you can control how you react to certain things. 
So it's putting the onus back on yourself and being honest enough with yourself to have that conversation that if I'm not giving it my all, there is a reason why um, and find that reason. Like, is it something that you're doing that's unsust- like that's not sustainable long term? So if you're restricting like cutting out carbs, if you're doing keto, if you're if you're like literally on a twelve hundred day like calorie diet, which is not sustainable long term, that's what you're searching for is that quick fix. Realize that it isn't going to happen overnight. Like you didn't get unhappy overnight. So yeah. it will take time. hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that's, yeah, like it, it's one of those things that we're, we're so used to, especially when you're comparing yourself to people that uh, on Instagram or social media and you see, and you're like, oh, I want that now in the next two months. I want to be like that in the next three months, six months. Like it's, yeah. it's not realistic, but again, it's like you mentioned there, it, it has to be sustainable because it's going to be something that you do for the rest of your life. Like, in yeah. terms of not necessarily like you have to be working out as much or you know as strict with yourself but like you want to have a good relationship with food you want to be healthier and fitter as you, as you go on in life that's just the way you you'd imagine your life to be in terms of yeah. having such a bad relationship with with weight and with food and the lack of exercises um like you mentioned when you started working out and start seeing the benefits and start feeling better you just kind of got addicted to it um yeah and you know then you got qualified um as a nutritionist and now you're going to do pt so you kind of almost found a passion for yourself through your own challenges and your own struggles um which is which is amazing um and yeah. it's it's trying trying something yourself um with the obviously like someone that's like let's say for example someone that's started you know a journey and is giving up like a I'm sure there is days that you're probably like, I don't want to do this today. Or do, like, yeah. do you have kind of any triggers that will say, let's say you, you didn't do a workout for a couple of days or, you know, I'd like to hear kind of your side of it. Cause obviously you are very consistent. Um, like, in, and you're, you do show up every day um, or most days. So I'd like to see, you know, is there a way of resetting to say, you know what, let's do it today. And um, let's, you know, not just sit around and, and <laughs> wait, yeah. just, you know, get, get going again. Yeah, like I am human. I do have bad days. I do have like crap days where I go back to old habits. And um, I suppose what's really worked for me is realizing that like it is OK. And like I suppose that whole saying that like striving for perfection just is setting you up for failure because you could like there's no person in the world that can be perfect 24 seven. Um, and as soon as you kind of realize that if you have a bad day or if you have like, like I said, an occasion, and that was something that really triggered me in the past, where if I had an occasion, it would be the week of that occasion that I would go off track and I'd be yes. just like, give me everything because I had got it in my head. Sure, I'm going to be getting a gain anyway, so I might as well enjoy it and go hell for letter. And instead of just realizing that one occasion is one occasion like one bad meal in a sense that you consider it bad is only one meal um and when I changed my mindset in the sense that every day is a fresh start so it doesn't matter what has happened yesterday it's it's what you do today that's going to really make a difference um because nine times out of ten even if you've had one thing or if you've had a night where you've had popcorn and you've had chocolate and you've had crisps in front of the telly Nine times out of 10, if you let that guilt get in on top of you, it's what you do after that 
that is actually going to do more damage um, because you're going to feel that like that mentality that like ah feck it it's like done yeah. sure, I might as well continue on um, but when I kind of realised that there's more to life than than just realising that I have to be perfect 24-7 because I'm never not go- like I'm never not going to be that per- perfect person 24-7 um, and being kind to yourself as well so like when I have slips and when I have days where I'm just like not feeling it and I just kind of remember. So in the morning time, I have a, a, a good morning routine. So I kind of just remember I take the five minutes in the morning and remember why I am doing this. And I suppose when you find something you actually really enjoy, um, it's a lot easier to kind of get back on it. So that would be one of my main advices is don't try and do something that you're seeing someone else do on the likes of Instagram or Facebook or social media. The likes of weight training, like it might not be for you. You could yeah. be someone that loves running. You could be someone that loves cycling. Um, it's finding what you actually really love doing. Because if you do, getting back on track is so much easier. Do you know, it's harder. Don't get me wrong. It is hard. It's, it's never going to be super simple but when you're doing something you really thoroughly enjoy um it's a lot easier yeah that's that's so that's so important um you know because if you are somebody that enjoys weight training it's it's easier to get back at it if it's if you like playing a sport you know that's that's could be your way of exercising everyone has their own i think i think it it can be difficult that you feel like you might have to train a certain way um, yeah. and if it finds what work find you know find what works for you um, and I think you know with, with personal trainers I think that's that is important you know to have um, you know link up with a personal trainer if you, if you are kind of lost and don't know where to start or if you haven't been exercising and you don't know much about food because at the end of the day that's what they're there for nutritionists personal trainers they're qualified to do that um, but I think it is important to do things that you enjoy um, and, and what you would like to keep you keep you on track and you know, keep you motivated, but I think it goes back to the, you know, the why, why, why you're starting in the first place. Why did I start this journey? Why did I, why do I want to make the change? And um, when you ask yourself, I want to lose weight, why is it you want to lose weight? You have to kind of ask yourself, even ask yourself, I always say, ask yourself three times. If you're thinking about you're making a change, ask yourself three times, why am I making the change? You know, yeah. why do I want to do that? Why do I want to do that? And you'll get to the root problem and then get to the root reason for change and then when you do get to that route that's kind of your motivator to stick with that and yeah. to get you up on your on your days that you don't want to do do work but again like you said frame for perfection and you do set yourself up for failure so it's all about enjoying the process and you know there is no target weight or scales or time in your life that you're going to be like, oh perfect i'm happy now i'm going to stop you know i can go back to eating what i want i can do this that and the other like it's about incorporating the balance of eating what you want in your life um, being happy doing it and enjoying it and enjoying the process yeah and it's very much so isn't it that that syndrome I don't know who says it but that um, I'll be happy when oh, I get yeah, to yeah. this weight like it's that's not the way it should be like you should be happy during it because that's when you're learning so much about yourself like I've learned more about myself the last year um, by putting in the little bit of effort and, and re- taking the focus away from that one particular metric of, of progress that has benefited me tenfold. Like that has actually truly shown me progress in a sense that I didn't get previously. 
so it is it's like not realizing that it's that happy i'll be happy when be happy yeah. now do you know exactly exactly don't be uh waiting for the future because the future might never come at the end of the day it's not sitting yeah. there waiting for you so you know no, you have to create it you have to create it exactly um you mentioned everything morning routine obviously uh you know i'm a big big fan of morning routines um do you want to just talk a little bit about what you do like what is it that you your morning routine would normally consist of that 24 yeah, so, yeah i'm an early bird so i like um I suppose like we're having kids and stuff like that, you need a little bit of you time as well. Yeah. Um, and because I like getting up early and I like kind of getting a fresh start. So I get up around six, quarter six. Um, I have like the Daily Stoic book. I don't know if you've seen it. Um, no, it's just it. literally, it's brilliant. It's a day, every month is a different kind of topic. And it's kind of like a page that you read and it kind of just makes you think. Um, and then I try and read a book to read a little bit of a book so minimum 10 pages um depending it can be from different ranges um there's no set kind of book topic that I use it's just whatever one I'm reading um and then I just kind of just have a little bit of that time to myself before the kids get up and I kind of think through the day and say like what do I have to do um and really kind of just get focused for the day ahead because if I get wake up late and I'm rushing, I find the whole day is off track because I haven't had that time to kind of set myself up for what I know is coming. Um, and then also, if I can, before I like to get my workout done early. So um, that really sets me up for the day because I'm not someone come six o'clock, seven o'clock in the evening. I'm fit for bed. Like I, <laughs> I, I respect anyone that can go to the gym at that time. Um, it's just not me. Like I'm, I would rather get up that hour early, do it. And you just feel fresh. You feel as if you've started a day off on, on the best foot possible. And like, I'm not saying that you have to get up and do loads, like get a little 10 minute walk in, like get yourself moving. Um, it really kind of sets you up for success whereas if you get up and you're kind of just lazing around and you don't have any kind of structure to your day I find that it just the day just goes away from you like and you don't get anything done whereas by kind of planning my day out and um, just reading it just kind of grounds me for the day ahead yeah um yeah I completely agree I completely agree with everything you said there um you know and I think the you know the the thing about morning routines is a lot of people think it has to be a 5am, 4am, 6am rise. It doesn't have to be. It can be when you wake up, getting up and doing, having the breakfast that you didn't have yesterday, having, you know, getting your gym clothes ready for after work or doing something for yourself, reading or going for a walk for 20 minutes. I think the one thing it, um, that I've really learned as well, and it's kind of, I've just saying that I always, always go by. So time's going to pass anyway. So if it's 10 o'clock now, half 10 or, le- or let's say it's 10 o'clock now, 11 o'clock is going to come. You choose what you do in that time. And a lot of the times, if you just, just go at it and just do it, whatever it is, yeah. if you pick up a book and read it, if it's go for a walk and it's done then. And like you said, it sets you up for the, sets you up for the whole day. And I always, I always uh, use this kind of thing when I'm, looking at my morning routine you know if you're pulling out on the motorway and someone you let someone out and they don't they don't say thank you yeah. like if you have a morning routine you're not as angry but if you if you haven't done a morning routine like you're ready to beat the horn at them and you're frustrated like it. Yeah. that's kind of the way I look at it because I feel like it, it grounds me for the for the start of the day and you know you don't want to be um you know especially if you have goals especially if you have 
something that you're working towards, whether it's a fitness goal or towards a career or anything, you don't want to be rolling out of bed, stressed and rushing around. It's, it's just not the way you want to be living life because, as you said, the, then the days that are bad are going to be a lot worse for you if, you're, if your mindset isn't in the right place, you know? Yeah. It also, I suppose, makes you, like, realise that yesterday is yesterday and today is a full day that you can start over again. And by just kind of giving yourself that time every single morning, it really does kind of remind yourself that if you've had a bad day, it is okay to be like, okay, well, this is my fresh start. So by doing what you normally do will put you in the right foot and kind of not let yesterday drag on into today. Um, so I always find that's what really helps me as well, um, especially if I've gone off the track or if I've just had a crap day or yeah. like, like everyone, you know, like COVID, like lockdown did get to everybody in some way. Yeah. Um, and I don't think anybody sails through it like you know but you just have to make the most of it yeah 100% and like we all have bad days as 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 much as you see like even myself I was only talking to like since I got back from Canada like I didn't have my room that I had when I went away it's like I was, mm. the whole house was you know reorganized so I didn't have my room set up the way I wanted to set up and little things like that and I was like sleeping in spare rooms and stuff for, for a couple of weeks and I kind of got really like stressed and it's just a matter of resetting so I set up the room again as like right ground again back in the morning routine and it's picking one little thing that you enjoy first thing in the morning just getting it done yeah. um I think the, the demon is is uh is looking at the phone like that's one thing that um you know I try not to try my best not to do I'm better at it now to my mindset to that a little bit stronger over time yeah but is if you are somebody that is insecure about your weight or insecure about you know, you feel lost and not having the right career path or, you know, you feel a bit lost or, you know, insecure in yourself or whatever it might be. If you go on social media, it's the worst place for you to be at first thing in the morning. It's, yeah. the, it's the worst possible place because you're going to see everything that you don't want to see and it's going it, to, it's going to affect you for the, for the, for the whole day. Um, yeah. It's going to set you up for in a bad mood because you're seeing, people that what you see is perfection and what you yeah. see is what you want but you have to remember and it's something that I have done like you only see someone probably five minutes out of their day when you yeah. watch their stories not even like yeah. what are they 15 second long stories like you don't see behind the camera um and Instagram is a place that like I don't like the whole insta versus reality kind of caption I think that's like I just don't agree with it. Like I just, I would rather just, there shouldn't be any difference of Instagram and reality. You should just put up, you shouldn't strive for that perfect photo or you shouldn't strive for like making your followers think that you're amazing or anything like that. And that's what is so wrong. I think sometimes in Instagram, like people are striving to be like this certain person, but you're not seeing what's behind the camera. Like you're seeing probably a corner of their house um, and they're just like, oh my God, their house is amazing. Do you know what I mean? And you start yeah. comparing yourself. And if you do that first thing in the morning, it's it's setting yourself up that no matter what happens in your in your day, you're going to be comparing yourself because that's what you started out doing. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I, I, But like, I think what you're saying there about the um, seeing yourself, like Instagram, like an Instagram now, like, at time it's it's like or with time it's getting better in terms of it's a lot more positivity pages but at the end of the day you know you, ch- 
you should choose what you follow at the same time. Yeah. I think that can have a massive factor um, in your day as well, um, or just your relationship around social media. Like, don't get me wrong, you know, we all love social media. We all like we all spend a lot of time on social media, but I think it's yeah. choosing what pages you're following, making sure that you're not putting yourself in a position where you're going against yourself and doubting yourself because you're looking at somebody else's uh, five, five minutes or her, five, as I said, 15 seconds. Um, is there anything else that uh, you wanted to add in terms of like your journey or anything else that you um, kind of hold on to in terms of your inspiration of what's inspired you to keep going or anything that anyone someone's told you to keep on your journey and um, that you've, you've kind of stuck with you over here? Is there anything that you wanted to add for people that are listening? Oh. Um, no, like not really. I suppose the, the main thing I would say is that no matter what you do, do it for you and not for someone else um like if you're trying to change for whether it be your partner whether it be your kids whether it be whatever it's not going to be successful you have to realize that it's for yourself and that every day is a new day I suppose that's something that I will always go by um and that doesn't matter what's happened yesterday it's just get stuck into it today you know um because it is genuinely you versus you you know it's the person you were yesterday versus who you are today 100% 100% and yesterday's already happened and tomorrow hasn't even can't happened change so, yeah, yeah. Can't change. exactly exactly well look Steph it's been an absolute pleasure having you on um, the podcast so absolutely much. delighted to have you on um, it's great to see you know actually learn about where you've actually came from and how the journey has been for yourself but you know it's great to see that you're more in love with yourself and you've built that relationship with uh, food and fitness and you can obviously see your you're very happy where you are at the moment in life so it's brilliant and it's great to see it but uh, i appreciate you coming on and uh, thanks no problem thank you thanks so much absolutely thanks so much everyone for taking time to listen to this episode i hope you enjoyed it i hope you got some value from it if you want to find more out about steph's journey you can go over and follow her on our instagram page at steph murphy journey if you could share this on your social media platform that'd be amazing because there could be someone out there that you know that's following your page that might need to hear this today thanks again guys thanks for taking the time to listen